This is Upload Media. Happy to be talking to you. Hello, audience. <laughs> How art thou? Oh, uh, welcome back to other your favorite podcast on Upload. 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 Produced, distributed, recorded, conceptualized, birthed. Ooh. Right here. I do love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Cedar- <laughs> and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yeah. Home of the corn. Mm. The kernels. The kernels. <laughs> <laughs> the little kernels. I do love minor league baseball teams. Stop. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. I'm a fidgeter. <laughs> I can't help it. And I'm like a week clean cigarettes. Woo! So I've been like itching. You know, my body and my brain itches. It's on fire. I know. I feel you. So I'm like you know what uncomfortable that in my skin right now. Yeah. On Fire by Bruce Springsteen. Ooh, yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. We love Bruce. The boss. The boss. We Ugh, love him. He's so sexy. Boss me around, Bruce. Honestly, I would be bossed around by him. I would love that. That mm-hmm. would be great. I would definitely love to be dominated by the boss. <laughs> How old is he now? It I, doesn't matter. Too old. <laughs> he probably couldn't do much bossing you around anymore, but he could try. I guess. Do you know what? It's the energy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The actual, you know, execution of it isn't, you know. It's not important. Oh. Uh, yes. Mm. This song is a little problematic to I me. I am so horny right now. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say all the daddy and little girl references are like Ugh, a yeah. iffy. Yeah, okay, I hear you. little girl is a daddy home. This is becoming a karaoke show, like, as we continue to progress. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know what I do love is that our producer was on top of it. He, like, pulled that up, and it was magical. Thank you for that, Logan. We need, like... A magical sound. We do. Something like that. Thanks, Logan. Yeah. There we go. I like that one, there too. There go. Now I feel like I'm at a... Okay. I'm sorry. I'm putting it away. I'm putting it away. Thank you. <sighs> I don't want to have to use my mother tone. I know. But okay. it's a little tricky. Caleb, yeah. for those who couldn't hear, hopefully they didn't. Caleb was tapping something. What was that? A pen? A straw? It was a plastic reusable straw that I had been using as a hand-to-mouth replacement for my cigarette mm. obsession. Mm-hmm. So Addiction. there's been that. Addiction. Yeah. Yeah. So I was tapping it. I was fidgeting. It happens. I'm sorry. I'm over it. We're past it. It's away now. You can do it. Just not while we're, you know, we got these super sensitive microphones Yeah, here. that's true. Okay, fair enough. Fine. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome. How's your week been, son? Um, 
<laughs> it's been great. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Get on my business. Uh, no, it's been fine. Um, things are great. Everything is lovely. There's no problems here. I'm happy, content, and uh, you know, ready to face the world another day at all times. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Caleb quit smoking. He's on day seven. Seven. This is He's a week. made it a week. Yeah. We're so proud of him. Honestly, day three was so rough. Mm-hmm. I was at work and my manager was like, Caleb, are you okay? And I was like, no. I'm not fucking okay. <laughs> there's nothing okay right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one word away from burning the building down. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I wanted to burn everything down around me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to destroy everything. I know that feeling. Yeah. It was rough. I don't, I don't feel rage very often almost ever um but that was a lot yeah it was pretty intense yeah like anger sure but like rage Mm -hmm. was yeah Mm -hmm. being on the road was a little dangerous i think for everybody else and for myself i guess too but yeah i was definitely a danger to society (laughs) during the first week of nicotine withdrawal there was like a like a period of like 12 hours where like i should not have been out and about Mm -hmm. i should have been like under lock and key padded room right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah straight jacket yeah Mm -hmm. but you know i made it through and everybody's alive still that i know of and uh (laughs) i think we're we're doing okay we're on the other side the other side yeah how about you um i'm good great I'm 230 days without a cigarette today. Wow, look at you. So far ahead. Hmm. Well, I'm not trying to compare. I'm just saying. It sounded like a... Okay, well, I'm patting my own back because I want to smoke all the time, and I don't. Yeah, this was a conversation Sarah and I had earlier. I was like, when does it get better? And she's like, um, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It, like, does and it doesn't. Right. Um, For anyone who's broken an addiction before, Mm -hmm. it's just fucking hard. Right. It's a lifestyle change. It's like a habit, right? That, like, just you have to cut out completely. And then there's, like, rituals, right, Mm -hmm. to cigarettes. Like, the morning cigarette or even the cigarettes when you're driving or any of those things. Coffee cig. Yeah. The after a meal cig. Mm -hmm. The before bed. Yeah. Talking on the phone. That was tricky, too, because I loved, like, sitting mm-hmm. while I was on the phone and just being a I little chain smoker. That. Yep. Yeah. That ship has sailed off into the night. It's okay. Yeah, it is okay. But do you know what was actually have, has been super fascinating? And I experienced this, too, when I quit drinking. But all of the things that I used this substance or this chemical for mm-hmm. to, you know, numb feelings or to you know avoid feelings all those things have come up to the surface in the Mm -hmm. past week and it's been raucous raucous yeah it has been um a very loud clanging of Mm. emotional issues rising to the surface Mm. which has been interesting and um hard Mm -hmm. but good i think in some way like i'm glad that i have a support system to kind of talk through some of these things through and i think you know self-awareness knowing that like this was what was going to happen or this is what was happening instead of it just being you know chaos in my mind and my in my emotions um and feeling kind of i don't know upended yeah and not knowing where that was coming from but it was because i was taking away you know a crutch an yeah. emotional crutch yeah. so there it is <laughs> <laughs> Proud of so you. if you're planning on, you know, quitting cigarettes anytime soon or any addiction, get ready for that. 
Yeah. Get, get ready, ready for, for the suck. rumble. Whoa. You know? <laughs> that was like scary. But it's true. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, was that your experience? Yeah, it sucked. I quit when I had the flu. So like I was too sick to smoke. Yeah. Which is why I was like, you're about to die anyway. Like, mm. let's just throw this in <laughs> and see what the fuck happens. Let's make it even harder for yeah, you to be alive right now. <laughs> pretty much. And by the time I like got my energy back from being sick, like I was sick from withdrawals mm. because because I had the flu and it's smoking cigarettes is such a trigger for like other negative behaviors. Like mm-hmm. it's a trigger for drinking. It's a trigger for me to want to smoke weed. Um, they all had to go until I figured out how to stabilize. So I was withdrawing from all of my favorite, all those things. things. Yeah. Yes. And recovering from the flu. Yeah. It was a rough week. I wanted to hurt everyone. Yeah. Like if you blinked too aggressively at me, I was ready to rip your eyes out. It was a shit You don't need time. those anymore. Yeah. Those are mine now. <laughs> How dare you blink like that at me? It was rough. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh my God, there's only a couple times. There are moments that I forget that I smoked or like I mm. I forget mm-hmm. that it was such a big part of my life. Yeah. Um and then I'm back to remembering that I loved cigarettes. Those have been the moments that I realized that it's actually, it's getting better. Mm-hmm. It's when I don't think about the cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Because it has been an obsession, mm-hmm. right? That like it's been in my mind like, oh, I need a cigarette now. Or it would be really nice to have a cigarette now. But then there's stretches of time where I don't even think about it. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, those are the beautiful times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're getting longer and better and, you know, whatever. And they will continue to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It makes me wish that I could be like a casual user, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I'm not a casual <laughs> right. user about anything at all. Uh, so that sucks. Yeah. I made cookies last week mm-hmm. and they were so good. Are those the cookies that I just ate? Did you eat all of them? Oh, I ate every single one of them. When? Like on the car right here. Oh, I wasn't even paying attention to you. <laughs> I was stuffing my face. <laughs> yes. Well, I made I made some and then we ate them all. Uh-huh. So I made more. Oh, okay. And I got the second batch. Yeah, you got the second batch. I just made them yesterday. Mm. And they're so good. They're like a secret family recipe. They were really good. I know. I. They were like the right amount of like moist mm. and like had like enough like structure you know like they were like not fall apart but like mm, gooey yeah uh, well i noticed that when i use like one cookie sheet they turn out away and when i use a different cookie sheet they turn out a different way because of Mm. how the pans are baking is really fascinating but that's a topic for another situation another day another day what are we going to talk about today um let's talk about sex let's do it let's talk about you and me who is that Marvin Gaye? No, no. No. Logan, who is that? See, we told Logan we didn't want him to communicate with us. (laughs) (laughs) And now we've referenced him so many times already. I know, but I want him to feel involved. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is your show too, Logan. It's salt and pepper. Oh, of course it is. Duh. Do you know what made me think of it was, uh, what's his name? Or what's her name? And what's the movie? Anna Kendrick. Oh. Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. It, like, does a little boop boop in that movie. hmm Yeah. I watched Pitch Perfect for the first time, like, a month ago. Okay. So, I'm just going to have to um, 
bypass that clear homophobia. Um, <laughs> I watched Birdcage. Rampant in this in this space right now. I feel very unsafe. <laughs> well, I feel unsafe that you didn't know that that was a Salt and Peppa song. You well, just you didn't the, either. You bitch. picked the first black artist that came to your mind, Marvin Gaye. Well, it was okay. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So it's a it's not a safe space for anyone <laughs> in here right now. <laughs> No safe spaces. No. No stone left unturned. We will ruin everything. We will. We hate everyone. Anyway, we wanted to talk about sex today, which is, you know, a good topic to talk about. Can be complicated. Can be hard to talk about. Can be mm. awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads me to letting Sarah take the uh, lead on this one. Oh, goody. <laughs> I actually was just thinking <laughs> when you were talking. Um... <laughs> When you were a young Caleb out here in these streets. When I was a young warthog. Yes. A young warthog. Uh, how was how was sex framed in your family? Like, <sighs> okay. Was it a sex pause family? <laughs> was it a wait until marriage family? Was it a... What was that like mm. growing up? Yeah. So many of you probably have heard of purity culture. Mm-hmm. And that is the culture that I grew up in. The whole I kiss dating goodbye, um, no sex till marriage, um, you know, father, daughter, you know, purity ring dance situations, all of that stuff um, was the breed of um, Christianity and evangelical culture that I grew up in. And so it was very not sex positive. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that, you know, there's some caveat because I do think that my parents tried their best to be, um, you know, upfront about sex with us. Um, but the only education I ever got, any kind of like talk was always abstinence only. Mm-hmm. And so it was um, my, I don't know, like I can remember like being in um like the living room and there was like a movie that my parents wanted to watch and we were watching it with them and there was a sex scene and my parents would always just like cover our eyes and you know or tell us to like leave the room um yeah and then like in school there was an abstinence only sex talk and so like yeah that was my experience hmm. i don't know mine was probably similar um i grew up in a christian household and it was wait until you're married mm-hmm. so it wasn't like purity and you know you're devoted to christ but my mom would always say just because your body's ready doesn't mean you're emotionally ready and Mm. i was like what the fuck does that mean but now as like a little soul tie lover i totally understand (laughs) what that means but i didn't at the time yeah um but yeah i was told wait until you're married Mm. and it's interesting because you know i have two children out of wedlock and marriage is not in any future that mm-hmm. is coming around the corner for me. So it's like, what What should I do? Go my whole entire adult life without having sex? Then, Jesus, what was the plan? Right. Um, yeah, that's tough. That, like, sex outside of marriage was, like, this big no-no, mm-hmm. right? Like, big sin. And I even actually, it's funny because I just had this conversation with my mom. and She was talking about... <clears throat> some couple in her church who are living together, mm. you know, and they're not married. <gasps> and like, she's trying to like mentor them with my dad. And it was like, okay, <laughs> you know, and like, she was like, well, 
dad, you know, definitely asked him, like, if they had plans on getting married soon. And it's just, like, it's funny to me that that's still part of their, like, culture and part of their, like, understanding of um, relationships and of sex. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not where I'm at anymore. Right. You know? And uh, it's funny. <laughs> it's just, it's funny still to see it to this day. I do understand the principle, like, mm. the more you play house with someone, you know, like, and build really intimate connections and do really intimate things with someone who may not be invested in you past that particular experience. Like it gets tricky. Um, so I do understand like guarding your heart, you know, and like guarding yourself. But again, um, what about people that don't want to get married? What about people who have been divorced? Mm. What about people? I don't know that maybe I don't know. There's just a lot of different things I think to consider <clears throat> when it comes to It brings up a lot of different issues. Yeah, it does. Right? Especially if you have a background in, you know, any kind of evangelical church or mm-hmm. even Catholic church too. Um divorce is a huge thing for mm-hmm. them. Like you can't, you know, be a deacon, you can't remarry, you know, all these different things in the church. Um and I think it's it's been hard because I've had to like deconstruct um, my concept mm-hmm. of what that looks like in relationships, you know, is monogamy really something that I think is true or virtuous or what is virtuous mm-hmm. about monogamy, you know? Um, and where does that come from? And why would I believe that that is virtuous when, you know, so many of like the early, you know, judeo-christian like fathers who are like polygamists or like you know celibate or whatever so there's just like so many different expressions of sex and what that looks like and what what god considers holy too you Mm -hmm. know that i i don't think that evangelical christianity let alone catholic christianity has like the um i don't know the monopoly on what is good what is right I definitely have taken a separation of church and state approach when it comes to (laughs) (laughs) my spiritual beliefs and my sex life. Because I also think that Jesus doesn't want me to sit here and rot away during like my best. The separation of Sarah and church. Yes. Got it. Yes, there is. Because, I mean, I think we were just at yoga class and Mm -hmm. we were talking about pleasure. And sex. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I heard, I've been hearing a lot just in some of the different spiritual podcasts or readings that I have listened to or read um, probably within the past couple of years is that specifically thinking about self-pleasure, masturbation, Mm. when you are experiencing and creating that intimacy and energy within yourself you are prime for manifestation. Mm. So like instead of having a sexual fantasy, maybe while you are self pleasuring, you could use that as a moment to manifest and to visualize goals and Mm -hmm. to really use that energy and the power that you're creating totally and that sacred intimacy with yourself to push it into an actual tangible goal. Sure. And I love what, 
um, Lindsay had said was that she made some reference to it being, you know, actual creative energy, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the essence of like, you know, creating life. But that energy is still there. So behind it, mm-hmm. you know, and you can use that for, I don't know, different things. And I love that idea. I've never explored that before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that there's always even still been shame. And I think that's really kind of the thing that comes up the most when there's conversations about sex still for me uh, is shame and like Mm. learning how to um, let that go. What, what makes you feel shame? Um, that like sex is wrong, you know? And I think that's really what it comes down to in my upbringing was that like sex is wrong, sex is wrong, sex is wrong only within the certain confines. Right. But I think you're taught for so long that it's like, it's bad and you can't touch yourself and you can't masturbate. And any of these things are like sinful and like, lustful and those are sin you know um so there's always some kind of guilt or like shame being built built into those conversations um and so i I would say that i've been in the process of deconstructing that for a long time now probably what 10 12 years now since i came out um but still those feelings come up of like feeling ooh icky or something about talking about it or even, you know, hearing about it or admitting that I do masturbate. Like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. I remember we were in, I think it was eighth grade and we learned about masturbation and Mm. health. And I remember thinking, I can't even imagine. I was like, no one does that. I was like, why would they teach us that? That's something that weirdos do. Like no one actually masturbates. And my girlfriend was like, yeah, people masturbate, and my mom bought me um, a dildo. <gasps> and I was like, what? I don't even know what that is. Like, I had no concept no of way. what was happening or why her mom, of all people, would yeah. enable her to explore her sexuality. <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of parent are you? Right. And it wasn't until I was an adult, like, I was mm. 20, before I masturbated for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I had a partner who bought me sex toys and a vibrator. Wow. And I was like, eh, you know, this is weird. Mm -hmm. And then I tried it and I was like, oh, yes. (laughs) I never need a partner again. I am good by myself. Totally. And it's brought a whole new. Well, it's definitely been a thing to use those with a partner Mm. like that has upped my sex life tremendously to bring those into an intimate situation. Totally. But it's brought me closer with myself. Yeah. um, And it's helped me learn how I can seek pleasure, how I can get it, especially because it's extremely rare for women to have orgasm from penetration alone. Right. So most of and the so time, many straight couples, right? Straight yeah, women have yeah. a hard time, you know, ever even achieving. Yeah. Yeah. But sexual. their partners don't know because right. we're fucking amazing liars, and we don't want to damage the very delicate male ego. I remember seeing it, like the myth of the female orgasm, mm-hmm. and it was like female orgasms are a myth. What? Mm-hmm. Like they're not real. We're tracing this like. Very, you know, like what's going on here? Because you know, this mystical creature. Back to like Freud, who fucked up so many fundamentals <laughs> of psychology. Yeah, right. Um, there were beliefs, and he was the creator of one of them. He established the fact that if women couldn't orgasm alone from a hetero cis penetrative situation, 
then women were crazy. Sure. And so who wanted to be put into a hospital because, you know, you couldn't learn how to fake an orgasm? We very quickly figured it out. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. And listeners, you can feel free to do the same. Um, Isn't like the whole idea of being hysterical, like about, you know, specifically about women. And then like, I remember maybe reading or seeing this and maybe it was on Adam Ruins Everything or something, but that like in order to cure hysteria that like the doctors would essentially um, get a woman aroused, aroused, right? And on like in a kind of vibrating way to have them, you not know, orgasm, right? No, not penetrative because, you know, sex, ew, right. gross. Um, but that's a, that's a thing, right? Yeah, to like cure in history? hysteria, yes. They would. Was it get women off? Yes. <laughs> That's all she needs is a good orgasm. Right. Like, well, she needed to get maybe. her rocks off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Not by having a penis jammed into her a million right. times because a lot of men don't And this is so good for you, whole. right? Right. <laughs> exactly. I remember the first time I like heard that and I was flabbergasted. <laughs> I was shook at I thought it was so sad i know so basically let's rape women into uh curing their hysteria right that's the way to go there's so many fucked up things about like sexuality of the past Mm. i'm glad we're kind Mm -hmm. of past that but i would like to see more women being honest about the ways that they can be pleasured Mm. and telling their partners because what's the point for us totally we are more than just a, a tool for a man. Right. What? <laughs> There's a thing in gay culture where, like, they say, I'm just a whole, sir, you know, and it's, uh, for whatever reason, that's, like, what I was thinking when you were talking about it. Like, I'm, you're not just a whole, you know what I mean? Like, you're not just some, you're not a flashlight for some guys to get off in, you know? Like, it's, it, sex should be more than that, right? And mm-hmm. you should own your own sexuality and you should own your own sexual pleasure, um, and that's been, I, you know, healthy mm-hmm. for society to kind of come to terms with. Yeah, it has. Yeah. I want more women to feel empowered to own their orgasm. Right. And to get it, regardless of whether your partner is going to help you get it or not. <laughs> Live your life right. on the edge of an orgasm. <laughs> and if you have to give it to yourself, then bitch, take it. Right. Exactly. Thank you for that bring, that uh, comeback, LOL. <laughs> I told you I'm going to like really incorporate this in my life. And I have every day I'll like send my girlfriends a morning text. I'm like, happy Wednesday. Live your life on the edge of an orgasm. Oh, my God. I want to know, have you considered reading the Kama Sutra as a yogi? Oh, I should. Like as a like, you know, exercise in tantric yoga. I would love to. I mean, I've never thought about that in relation particularly to my yoga practice, Mm. but I would like to. Right. Well, what I know, too, is that Tantra yoga is not, you know, all about sex. It's not. It's like not even really a big part of it. That happened when Mm -hmm. I think what in the 70s. I made it, quote unquote. Tantric yoga. Yeah, I don't know, but I want to try it. The Kama Sutra is a thing. Right. Absolutely. I was reading, reading, I was watching a documentary um, by Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, we love little, her. Yeah, she's a little problematic. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> she did this documentary, and I'm going to have to think of what it was called. It was on Netflix. And it is about, like, sex. 
Oh. And she took all these couples who were really having trouble, like, being intimate and experiencing joy from sex. And, like... Has she become a sex therapist? She had a sex therapist, like, on there with oh, her. Oh, beautiful. So she was just the facilitator. Okay, she was the host. I think it was called Love, Sex, and Goop. <laughs> I know, because she, she loves herself. That's her company. Oh, okay. It's Goop. <laughs> it's her wellness brand. Okay. It just sounded so gross. I know. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. It's Ew. a weird word. Okay, I don't yeah. know where she came up with it, but yeah. she's a white woman, so we never question what they do. Yeah, it was so unsettling for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> okay. It sounds like a fluid. It does. Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah, yeah. I was not ready to like picture bodily fluids as goopy. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Well, but n- see, gross now. Right. See, now that... Yeah. See, that's what my brain did. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Gwyneth, <laughs> Gwyneth uh, facilitated this little program, but they worked with sex therapists. And there <clears throat> are so many different ways to be intimate and have that physical intimacy without penetration. Mm. So they would use like feathers and like find pleasure zones on their partner sure. and, you know, get them off that way. Or they talked about the importance of like cuddling or um, like energetic orgasming mm. where Basically, you lay hands above. It's, it reminds me of like sexual Reiki. Oh, sure. Like you are moving energy. Mm-hmm. And I cried like the fucking weirdo that I am. <laughs> I was like, I want to have sex with someone. But I'm like, this is all so fascinating because yeah. even past like the sexual education part of sex, like mm. where you learn what it is, like in a very physical way, like. We're not taught other ways to please our partner. Sure. And we're not taught, you know, how to recognize that within ourselves and then communicate it to someone else. Yeah. And I think getting back to this kind of point that we almost started with, it was this idea that there's a kind of like boxed in view of what sex should be. Mm-hmm. Right. And anything outside of that box is like taboo. It is sinful it is shameful it is like you should be guilty or ashamed of yourself for even experiencing those things but sex can be like a really expansive beautiful thing mm-hmm. for people to experience and like I, th- I love the idea of um taking sex outside of you know just penetrative sex mm-hmm. right that like sex can be sensual it could be you know um it can be the spectrum of you know physical intimacy mm-hmm. right um and i love being able to think about a sexual experience being more than just penetration. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so much more freeing or mm-hmm. liberating. It's uh, so much more expansive. Mm-hmm. And it, it helps you actually, I think it builds the intimacy Yeah, because you know, if you have sex with enough people or even maybe just the same person, Whore. I know, <laughs> slut, <laughs> but you, you realize that, sex isn't always intimate like right. you're you can oh. have sex without there being any intimacy or any love or admiration or right. adoration for mm. your partner like you do just it's a vessel mm. it is like a, a breathing vibrator it's like eating yeah and that's just the thing that you do you just fucking do it but honestly i don't know how much i want to disparage that though and i don't think that you were disparaging it no i think i'm just saying like there can be very intimate sex mm. where you connect mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it's transformative. And then there can be sex that is just primal and physical. And yeah. they're both absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. and important for different reasons and yeah. in different seasons. But 
you can, you know, you can go in with the intention like you, oh, I really want to build intimacy with this person. Mm. And then you can feel that that's not what's happening for them. Right. Or that they're not aware that that's not happening for you. <clears throat> and then right. it like depletes. Yeah. I do notice that sex and like that closeness, the intimacy definitely kind of brings things to the surface. Mm-hmm. Right. It can bring. Um, insecurities or uh, fears or, um, you know, reluctance to be intimate to the forefront, mm-hmm. you know, in the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I almost think of that time or that of the movie, what is it, Pretty Women, mm-hmm. where she's like, I will have sex with you, but I won't, like, you can't kiss me, mm-hmm. right? That there's like a, a level where she can, you know, give of her body in some way, Um but she won't allow herself to be intimate Mm -hmm. because kissing is too intimate, Mm -hmm. you know, but I like, there are times that I've experienced that with people where like, I have been engaged in some kind of sexual activity, um, but have felt a block Mm -hmm. in terms of the intimacy, in terms of the closeness Mm -hmm. that I'm allowed to give or receive, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't like that. I don't like it either. And there's a time and a place for, you know, feral, you know, unemotional sex, but Feral. yeah, <laughs> I think it's just like two cats in the alley going at it, you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, intimacy is a huge part of it. Yeah. It's closeness for me, uh-huh. but I don't know. Should we take a break? Let's uh take a breather. Shall we? Breather. A big tantric come. breath. Yes. Tantric <laughs> breathing. Mm, living our lives on the edge of an orgasm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> And we'll come back to the sexy topic. Yes, we will. Stay tuned. Watching Caleb's um, facial expressions and his dance moves. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> I have plenty of all of those things. I know my face is so expressive, but so is my body. <laughs> <laughs> yes, how timely because we're talking right now about how you can express yourself bodily, physically, right now. Yeah, <clears throat> I will have to say that what I am. Fucking straw oh, right. away. Okay, Thank it's gone. You. It's 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 out. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to not fidget and to be super uncomfortable. You can all be. The you time. can fidget. Just do it quietly. Okay. We're only gonna be here for like another thirty minutes. You can <sighs> do it. I can be fine. Yeah, just deep breath. I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm all right. Okay. Cool. What were we talking about? Sex. Oh, yes. That's right. Um, so sex is a great thing. And I wish I was having more of it. Same. Do you know what's really horrible? What? Grinder. Oh, okay. Tell me why. <laughs> that's something I don't know. Um, it's just a clusterfuck mm. of um, so many um, people who are horny, um, but then also don't know how to control themselves um, on how they talk to people. Mm. Um, and then there's also a lot of people who are like still in the closet, which is really sad for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they need to be like discreet, you know. Um, Boo! Right. And so it's just, it's, yeah, it's kind of a weird place to be. There's a lot of interesting characters to find on Grindr. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's 
gone from, you know, in gay culture, not really going to the gay bars to find people to, you know, hook up with or to engage romantically, let alone sexually. Um, but it's moved to online. And so Grindr and Tinder are like the only places you can really meet people who are like on the prowl. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who are like available or like DTF. DTF. What's your view on like a hookup? Um, ooh, Hard pass. Okay. <laughs> Has it always been a hard pass? Um, n- <sighs> Yes, but I have hooked up. So that's the thing. It's like I am so uncomfortable with having sex with somebody who I don't know or who I don't feel like I can have an emotional connection with mm-hmm. that I um, have tried to get past that hump. LOL. LOL. If um, you will. <laughs> uh, for myself, but have found that uh, not very rewarding. Mm. <clears throat> I don't find it... Um, pleasurable Mm -hmm. to hook up with somebody that I don't, you know, have a emotional connection with. Mm. And so I've stopped trying Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, And maybe, you know, it is possible still. And this is something I could talk to my therapist about, but that I still have a shame about um, sexual freedom Mm -hmm. that like, I still feel, you know, sexually repressed in some way Mm. um, because of that upbringing and that like, I don't, feel like I can have, um, you know, that kind of intimacy with somebody who I'm not in a relationship with, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know. That's something definitely to explore, but, um, gay culture and grinder is, um, it's sometimes it feels like it's the only option, but it's a really horrible option sometimes, you know, that it's like really like the best that we got. And it's like, uh, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't like know. I, sh- I wish it was better. Yeah. I wish there was a better way for us to go about, you know, engaging with each other in a better way mm-hmm. as gay people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny, actually. I think I did this to myself, but I um, I don't know why I started it out that way. But I read this book <laughs> called... <laughs> I was <laughs> also wondering yeah where is this going uh i read this book called faggots by larry kramer and if you are a a homosexual man um or if you're really into gay sex um then you should read this book (laughs) (laughs) or if you're interested or whatever it's um it's a romp it is a gay romp it is uh yeah It's uh, it's intense. Um, so if you have any questions about the gay sex culture of New York City in the '80s or the '70s, it is um, that's your book. That's the one you should read. Mm. It's a lot. Cool. But it's very sexual, uh, liberating, sexually liberating. But it has you know talks a lot about this guy who you know is insecure with himself and tries to find you know this lover, and it's chaotic and it's a disaster. But it was really good to read. For I love me. it. Yeah. Anyways. That was one step I took towards trying to be sexually liberated. Do you think, well, first of all, do you watch porn? Oh, um, yes, I do. Cool. Do you think, well, what? No, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think <clears throat> it's helpful or hurtful for particularly gay men who are maybe learning about sex um, mm. or about w- is it helpful for those who are looking how to please a partner? Is it helpful for mm. those who are maybe exploring their sexuality and figuring out 
um, who they want to sleep with, how they want to sleep with them? I think that there's a couple of things. I think that porn, um, for me, became the place for me to learn about gay sex. Mm. It became the place for me to um, kind of understand the mechanics of it. Um, But, you know, it definitely leaves you wanting, Mm -hmm. you know, it leaves something um, out. And that's that, you know, connection piece, right? Um, That it makes it look so much easier or um, accessible, Mm. you know? Um, And real sex isn't like that. You know, these are like paid actors and that they like... It's very theatrical. Yeah, and I think it also depends on what kind of porn you're watching, you know, because like there's amateur porn and then there's, you know produced porn Mm -hmm. you know and i think that there's you know a huge difference um but either way you know they're putting their best foot forward and they don't you know show things like you know if you're if you're doing anal sex there's some some cleaning out that you need to do and there's some like you know preparation you have to um engage in and there's you know a lot of lube that you had to use and all these things you know that like that like the nitty-gritty stuff isn't shown Mm -hmm. and so it can be really um misleading Mm. i think in a lot of ways um and i think that can be harmful Mm -hmm. i think that like you'll end up like making a lot of mistakes Mm -hmm. i think in some way uh if you only rely on porn as an educate is a uh, venue for education Mm. um which is why i think things like sex education are important especially when you talk about um like different experiences of porn of sex right so it's not just vaginal um penis penetration yeah Right, that there's things like anal sex or oral sex or whatever, you know, or even just the mechanics of putting on a condom or like, you know, STD um, prevention, any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and having like actual facts about any of those stuff instead of, you know, using HIV as like a buzzword for scaring you from, you know, not having sex ever. Um, but I do think that porn was um, – good for me to i don't know have any kind of outlet in my young you know budding sexuality um i think that it can be helpful i think it can be harmful and i think it depends um i don't know i agree it's it's complicated right like Mm -hmm. i don't know i i do watch porn um i have found it interesting to watch porn with partners um and, you know, I think that there's still, you know, issues of shame that come up when and ex- whenever I experience things like that, too. So I don't know. There's a lot of deconstruction that I feel like I'm still trying to experience or trying to engage. Mm. What about you? What's I your do watch experience? porn. Yeah. I think it can be quite erotic. Mm. I've never watched it with a partner. And I don't know if that's because I don't know why that is. Um, I don't know. I think it's problematic because... And I've watched, I am very sexually liberated, sexually open. I'm all about all of it. I've watched a gazillion different categories of porn. And I feel like most porn really emphasizes the man's pleasure. Even in gay Mm. porn, I feel like, because I love gay porn. Sure. um, There's always like one person who is receiving the most. It's never like, equal and i feel like my biggest issue with um cis hetero porn Mm. is that the woman again is a tool or like we're only focused on the woman so we can get her wet so we can penetrate 
we're never actually exclusively focused on the woman's pleasure. Like there are a few porn categories that show men just like worshiping women. Mm. And I'm not, I don't mean like in fetishy ways. I mean sure. like in, you know, just if you go to Pornhub and look at most of the featured videos, they are women being exploited or dominated or um, taken advantage of. Right. And we're just not focused on women at all. And mm-hmm. I think it sets men up for extreme disappointment when they go to have sex with a woman and expect her to scream and expect her to squirt and expect her to just be so turned on and be mm-hmm. able to have sex for an hour and want to be right. rammed into. It's like, this is so not real. It's not, Yeah, it's unrealistic. Yes. Yeah. But I picture like a very specific type of man who like sits alone in his basement and like very limited contact with women mm. or humans in any aspect and watches porn and thinks that this is how women want to be treated. And this is how women right. receive pleasure from these things. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, just, it's putting on a show. It is. Right? And it's like to arouse, but it's not real sex. No, it's not. No. Um, yeah, I just it it's so in that aspect, like I feel very anti-feminist when I watch some porn because mm. I'm like, Ugh, this is not how it is. Right. I a couple years ago heard of ethical porn. OK, which never is never heard of that where the actors are paid well. Mm. They are properly screened um, for STDs mm-hmm. or STIs. Everyone's safe. Um, you wear protection because a lot of porn, they're raw fucking dogging it, man. Right. Uh, no one wants to, it's not sexy to see your partner protect themselves and put a condom on. That's like boring. So you're right. It's like those little intricacies of sex or like, you know, yeah. Cleaning up after sex Uh or the fact that women need to pee after sex so that they can not get, Fucking yeast infections. Right. Like there's so many parts, but in ethical sex, like it's consensual. It's very fo- in the cis hetero category. It's very focused on women. Like women are the star of ethical sex. Mm. We are there to please the woman. We are there to make sure women get everything they need. And then only once the woman is 110% satisfied, will we move on to the man. And yeah, it's, I like that idea better yeah. But then like, you know, the very primal horny part of me does not want to watch ethical sex. <laughs> I just don't. Sometimes I want to watch the shit that makes me hate me as a woman. Like, wow. I know sometimes, not all the time. But then there's things that I'm like, oh, I would really hate if a man knew this is what I was watching because I would mm. hate for him to assume this is how I want to be treated. Sure. Even if I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like porn. Mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> for me, I've almost too found it. Like I, I've, I've, I've had a weird relationship with porn. Like sometimes I'm into it and then sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to watch porn. And then I just use my fantasy, yep. my imagination. Yep. And I almost find that that's more pleasurable to me. Um, instead of watching other people, like, you know, being in my own fantasy, mm-hmm. I find that kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, 
and an exercise and you know um i don't know lately there's been no one that i want to fantasize about or the Ooh, people i've been yeah. fantasizing about are like we cannot think about having <laughs> sex with them like no we cannot do this i need someone else to think about interesting yeah. yeah that is that's fascinating to me too hmm. huh Okay. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that could get me into trouble. You know, the people that I've fantasized about. That, yeah, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> have you seen Big Mouth? No. What? I haven't. Interesting. Well, Why? I guess you can't have an opinion about it. Then. I cannot. Anyways, I, Big Mouth is a, is a show, right? Okay. It's an animated show about teenagers going through puberty Mm. and it's kind of it's been for me really uh refreshing to watch and to um it's like made me cry a couple times Mm. um there's a gay character in there um and it definitely feels like it's kind of touching all on like you know shame and uh masturbation and hormones and all these different things and i found it really uh elucidating um for myself to go back and kind of put myself back in those shoes and be like, this is kind of the things that I was experiencing. And I wish that I, you know, had some more of this information in my life, mm-hmm. but you know, you haven't seen it. So we'll touch on that after you watch it. Okay. I'll watch <laughs> it. What's your favorite sex position? Ooh. Um, I'm such a basic bitch, but I'm going to say missionary. Okay. I like, being able to deeply gaze into my partner's eyes as they are deeply in me. <laughs> <laughs> We're all deep in each other in every way. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I like missionary too. I think it's just like, it, it's intimate to me, yeah. you know, and I think that's really what it is. And I, yeah, that's kind of what gets me going. So. All right. I love that for you. What about you? I like missionary. I also really like doggy style. Yeah. That's like, probably one of my faves i'm willing to do most things Mm. my least favorite position is probably being on top because i am a little bit of a pillow princess (laughs) i just kind of (laughs) i've never heard that before pillow princess yes what is that it's someone who lays there and is a princess and it is like very about me like Mm -hmm. i want to get mine and if you get yours like awesome but if not as long as i get mine i don't really fucking care that's kind of where i'm at here's another question for you (laughs) how do you feel about bringing toys or props in i think it's great i've never had a partner who um was that experimental i guess Mm. i'm into it i'm into the idea of it um yeah, that's where I'm at. Mm. I feel like my experience with sex has been pretty limited. Oh. And I think that's because I've only had a few partners in my life. And I haven't felt, you know, as sexually liberated liberated as I want to be, mm. you know, <clears throat> because I don't hook up with people. And I find that, you know, there's a block there or that's, that's not interesting to me or whatever. But mm-hmm. these are toys in the bedroom feels interesting to me. I would love to explore that at some point in the future. Okay. I'll remember that. 
<laughs> Not for us, unfortunately. I own oh, bummer. Womp womp. Else. <laughs> yeah. I like toys. Yeah. I had one partner in particular who was like down for all types of shit. Mm. And we used handcuffs, we used dildos, we used vibrators. That was really fun. Um, really fun for me. Mm. And I felt safe enough to explore those things because those are things that I like to do, but it's hard. I think especially again with a cis hetero, particularly black man, it's really hard for them to let their guard down and introduce things like that. Mm. Um, I had one partner who told me he really liked anal stimulation. I feel like most men would love it, but there's like shame in trying, especially yeah. because like the anatomy of a man, like how could you not love it? That's where your G spot right. is. So there's like internalized homophobia there. Yes. Right? Yep. So I was excited that a black man shared that with me and like, mm. you know, wanted that <clears throat> to happen in right. our experiences together. I thought that was really cool. I had a friend of mine who I was sharing and he was a man, but I was telling him, I'm like, you know, a lot of times, like, I will grab my vibrator um, and use it while I'm having sex with a partner. And I've, this was not, like, pre-motherhood. Like, I've really come into my own sexuality after becoming a mom in this past mm. decade. And I, w- I reach for my little vibrator and I use it. And I've had partners not like that. And he was like, if you're going to do that, you need to ask for consent because I would be pissed if I was having sex with a woman and thinking things were fine. And then she reached and got a vibrator out and started using that while we were having sex. I'm like, really? Because I feel like it would make it so much better. Like it makes it way better for me. Mm. So I assume that it would make it better for my partner, but maybe I, I also think (laughs) Because I am who I am and I've been single for so long and I just have Mm. a pretty I don't give a fuck attitude. I don't really give a fuck how you feel about it. If Mm. it's better for me, then it's better for us. Yeah. And if you don't think so, then (laughs) too bad for you. Right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like there's ego involved, right? In Mm -hmm. terms of like a performance. um, Like you want to make sure you're performing well. You want to make sure that your partner is like, you know, into what you're giving to the situation, right? Um, and I can, I mean, I guess I can see why that person would feel like that that made them feel inadequate or something, mm-hmm. that that would like, I don't know, make them feel a certain kind of way. I do think that like talking in the bedroom is sexy. Mm-hmm. Like if a partner tells me what they want to do, I am so turned on by that. I'm like, and almost rarely am I just like, uh, no, mm-hmm. you know, almost rarely. But when somebody's like, this is what I want to do to you or this is what I want us to do or whatever, that stuff is like, ooh, yeah, cool. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Converse with me a little bit more, daddy. You <laughs> yeah, know? daddy. Yeah, daddy. Tell me. So I don't know. <clears throat> Talk to me more. Hmm. Feed me, Seymour. I'm going to try and be more talkative. Yeah. It's been a long time mm. since I've had a partner. Communication I... is key. Yeah, it is. I haven't wanted to do anything fun and exciting for a long time because I've been very dry. It's been a dry, a cruel summer. Cruel summer. (laughs) I am in love with how many musical references we've thrown in here at this episode. I'm so into it. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Mm. Now I'm thinking color me bad. I want to sex you up. I don't know that. 
I want to sex you up all night. I don't know that one. Well, it was in Magic Mike. Did you see that? Mm, it's been a long time. Okay. Anyway, I love that song. And now I'm going to go home and listen to my sex playlist all alone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <sighs> pleasure myself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for someone to knock on my door. Do you have a sex playlist? I do have a sex playlist. Yes. Wow. Do you have a sex playlist? No. Do you, Logan? <laughs> <laughs> Is that weird? I don't know. I guess, no, I don't think so. I just don't have sex enough to have a playlist, I guess. Oh. You know, it's been a long time since I've had sex. I feel like um, I want to set the mood. And I've got all totally. these songs that... I really like to have sex too. I do love that. Last time actually that I did have sex, I did find a playlist on Spotify that was like sexy time playlist or whatever. And it was fine. I actually, it wasn't my music, but it was fine. Oh, I'll share this with you. It's a lot of nineties R and B. So you can think of me, (laughs) (laughs) my partners (laughs) while you're having sex. with. That's what I want to think about, Sarah. I love that. (laughs) I had asked like, cause I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but like I feel like a lot of my girlfriends who are of color or partners of my past who are of color, like we're really into the the sex music mm. and particular songs or artists who really set that mood for us. Like we sure. love that shit. Yeah. I'll share it with both of you so that next time both of you are being intimate with your special someone <laughs> or someone's, you can. <laughs> I don't know who you were talking to. <laughs> Whomever. <laughs> There's only three of us in here right now, but whoever wants to, you know, do whatever you guys are doing. Um, yeah, you can listen to my playlist and <laughs> see what you think. Okay, cool. So we'll have that link on Spotify or something posted on the notes to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Maybe I'll make it public um, <laughs> on my Apple Music. So you I guys just don't can know how it. I'm going to be able to separate listening to this music and not being able to like separate my thoughts of you having sex with somebody. You know what I mean? Oh. It's going to be like, yeah. I want to know. That might be like too intimate between us. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want to. Is that a thing? I don't know. That could be as close as we ever get to actual. <laughs> it probably will be intimacy <laughs> in that way. You can picture me, and I'll know that you're thinking about it. Right. Okay. I want to know everyone's favorite sex song. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. DM us because we can make a collective sex playlist. Yeah. Together. I want to know. I, I guess I just, it's never been a thing for me. Oh, I also love how does it feel <laughs> by D'Angelo. <laughs> Now I'm getting all hot and bothered. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. You're like flushed. I, it's, <laughs> it's just been a rough time. Yeah. I, yeah, there's a lot more to say about sex and sexuality and all those things too, but I this think. This is going to be a continued combat. Yeah, this is, we just opened the door for all We the opened the floodgates. <laughs> so yeah, get ready for more sex talk. Uh, yeah, and if othered. it makes you uncomfortable, then fuck you. Oh. Just kidding. We appreciate that you, you know, are walking your own journey and deconstructing shame around sex. Yes, we, yes, that was a nicer way to say it. You're welcome. And come over to our side. Yeah. Also, 
Bad Bitches Be Reading, um, we selected our first book, Pleasure oh, yeah. Activism mm-hmm. by Adrienne Marie Brown. So pick it up and read it. We're going to start reading. You can read it with us. Share with us what you think. Yeah. Um, It'll be great. Yeah. Subscribe, share, like, review. Please leave us a review. Engage. Engage. Wow. Um, turn your favorite podcast on next time you're being intimate with your partner and think about me <laughs> <laughs> <being> Caleb. <laughs> we'll be right there with you, cheering you on. Right. <laughs> you got this, babe. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>